wanna get high, man. Let's stimulate your mind. Get up, Chucky! What have we got here? Fucking comedian. <laughs> Rojan Kim. Hello, and welcome to the Rojan Kim cast. It's me, Rojan Kim. This is episode 245. It's July, everybody. July 9th. 2021, at least where I am at this moment in time, at another moment in time. By the time you're listening to this, it may not be July 9th. It could be September 9th. It could be July 9th, but 2041. You, This could be all happening in the singularity, and there's no real difference between computers and reality anymore. So it could be happening at all times, all at once. Actually, I mean, that's even true if you're like a Buddhist or something. I mean, you don't even need computers for that. You do it when you expand your mind, man. Expand your mind. Break free of all the boxes and the uh, constructs. Yeah. Okay. What am I talking about? Hello, and welcome to the Rojan Kim cast. It's me, Rojan Kim. Thank you for joining me today. It's episode 245. Huh? How's it going? Summer. We're in the middle of summer. We're in the second part of the year, 2021, half of it down, half of it down. How's it going so far? Pretty good, huh? Great? Great. I think it's great. I'm having a great time. The sun is out. People are starting to throw away their masks. People are starting to lick each other and hug each other. You know, people are starting to get out and be normal again. People are starting to get out there. But the thing is, there's so many people who don't want to end the pandemic. They wanted to keep going. They're like, here comes the Delta variant. Here comes the Lambda variant. Here comes the Omega variant. It's just, you're gonna run out of letters in the Greek alphabet. How many more? Do we have to start going to another alphabet? What are we gonna do? Are we gonna start going to the Russian alphabet? The Strotsky variant is coming. The Gratsko. It's like, come on, really? Are we really gonna? And then it's gonna move on to just Chinese character, the, Okay. We should have started with Chinese. They have 10,000 characters, 10,000 variants. No, 20,000? 25,000? I don't know. My Chinese is bad. I should have listened to my grandpa when he told me to learn Chinese when I was a wee lad. When I was like eight years old, he was like, you better learn Chinese because you're going to need it in the future. And I was like, fuck you, grandpa, and fuck the future. I don't give a fuck. I already, I already know English, Okay. And I had to go to Korean school every Saturday and learn fucking Korean. And I have to go to learn Chinese. Yeah, I mean, I should learn Spanish, Chinese. But no, he was right. I should learn, should have learned Chinese. Should have learned Spanish too. I mean, I learned enough Spanish. I know enough Spanish to know uh, how to get around. I got around in Ecuador for a month uh, with very basic Spanish. Picking up more. I could like understand. I have, I have this weird ability to understand more than I can speak. I think it's just context. I think it's being bilingual. You learn how to understand language beyond the words. You learn you learn how to understand patterns. Either that or I'm just like a really good liar. I'm just lying my way through life. I guess I am kind of just faking my way through life. Like, I, oh yeah, you know, a lot of it is just confidence. A lot of life is just confidence, you know? You just, you act like you know what you're doing and you just follow through. You don't, what, that's the key. The key is you don't, see, if you have no confidence, if you have no confidence in what you're doing, you're going to just 
give up the ghost. You know what I mean? You're going to just give up the game. You're just be cats out of the bag. Okay, how's that? Because you don't have the confidence to keep it up. And that's what most people are relying on is your lack of confidence. So you got you to gotta out confidence them. You know what I mean? You got to play them. You got to be the guy who's going to go all the way and we're going to wreck this whole thing just because. We're going to do it because most likely the other person will back down. This is not very good advice. Uh, this is probably going to lead to a lot of disaster. Um, probably not very good for your social life, but if you just never back down, never back down, never back down, you probably will get your way. You probably will always get your way. However, the downside is nobody will ever like you. Those are the wise words of uh, Professor Lewis Cole from film school. Columbia Film School, he was probably the last gasp of what made that institution a great institution. Not the whole university, just the film school. He died um, of ALS. I watched him deteriorate over time, um, and it was hilarious. No, that's not that's not comedic. It is not funny. What What's so funny to watch a man who is proud and strong and tall suddenly uh, shake and be unable to keep himself standing and then has to be in a chair and then is basically teaching through the chair and he can't breathe anymore and eventually just dies. He just dies out of nowhere. And in like two years, it just goes from being like a fucking, you know, big, imposing, strong motherfucker to just some guy in a, a dead guy in a chair a chair guy who's dead now uh that's hilarious isn't it <laughs> i don't know why i, I don't know why I, he's dead now are you happy are you happy because he's dead all right and what was it all for six six hundred no six figures six figures over a hundred grand in debt, just so the man can you watch him deteriorate and die. Is that what film school is all about? Film school. Um, film school, by the way, was mentioned in the Wall Street Journal, uh, specifically Columbia Film School, the master's program. Master's program. Um, one of the last things my dad did for me was uh, help me pay for my film degree from Columbia University. Um, he'd give me a lot of money for worthless things. Would never give me any money for things I need, you know, for like for an apartment or when I needed to get a deposit for that apartment. And he was like, fuck you. But, you know, I'll pour shitloads of money into this degree. He should have talked me out of it is what he should have done. Anyways, that's I'm not going to blame him. It's my fault. I take responsibility. Plus, I came out of that school. You know, I met the love of my life. I learned how to make movies and came out with a rigorous uh, method, a methodology for making stupid make em ups. Uh, no, <laughs> I put myself through the ringer. I, a lot of critique. Faced a lot of critique. Faced a lot of uh, personal stuff. A lot of personal, psychological, messy just stuff that other that I see people dealing with in their lives, you know, and, and I knew I had to deal with. I saw honestly it's because I was of my dad. Ironically, my dad who sent me to this school, uh, just really because of the clout. I mean it's just so he could say, you know, I sent my kid to Columbia, you know, it was like a big deal, a big deal. That's why most people go, right? Because it's a reputation. And of course this Wall Street Journal article was all about how it's a big old scam. <laughs> you know, it's about, it's about how the people feel duped. You know, they paid all this money going into this master's program. They come out of it, and there's like it's worthless. It doesn't matter if you. Who cares if you have a master's degree? And in fact, a lot of people don't like it when you do have a master's degree, especially in film. 
because you kind of come out really like Columbia really trained you to be a pretentious boss. It really didn't give you any technical abilities. Like if you went to NYU, you knew what a C stand was. You knew what a clamp was, a Cardellini clamp, you could throw it on a C stand, put up a flag. You could do all these things. These are things you could do solid, put it, you knew the difference between a flag and a solid, you know, these are things you could do practical things in the world that you could do to get money. You know what I mean? You learn things at these schools that are not Columbia University. The one I went to, Columbia University is basically designed for the the landed aristocracy, you know, the elite. You know, everybody goes there, gets to act real snooty. And it's New York too, so it's super, it's like aggressive snooty. And you get to be, and, and they also kind of have a lockdown on the culture. You know what I mean? Cultural transmission kind of comes from New York, you know, eastward, and a lot of it's, kind of directed by this intellectual class, right? This sort of rich, liberal, elite, Ivy League intellectual class that likes to set the tone, the national conversation, likes to poo-poo things, likes to look down on the middle of the country. I mean, this whole idea of um, the middle of the country, half of the population being white supremacist, is straight from the Frankfurt School, which found root in Columbia University, um, and is now, of course, uh, the outcome of the ideology and thinking of that school is now what you call critical race theory or the critical theory that you see everywhere, which basically says that the organizing principle of the United States is racism, okay? Uh, racism and, well, I guess critical theory in general says it's also patriarchy. Every, basically, everybody who's in power, quote unquote, every you know, that it's all designed to keep them in power. So any, so all that stuff about the Declaration of Independence or the Bill of Rights or the fact that um, the very ideals that led us to freeing slaves uh, were embedded in this very thing, uh, apparently is, is racist. Apparently the whole point of it was to be racist. Even the freedom, <coughs> freedom stuff that led to the freeing of slaves is also racist. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, honestly, it makes no sense. It, it just may, it's kind of like a revenge ideology. You know what I mean? It's very, it's like, if you have a list of historical grievances, if you have, if you just feel like things aren't going your way, if you just, you know, let's just, this is the reason why history, you know, the men, white people, white people will benefit. And then uh, the best part is that the white people are all on board, are so on board with it. They're the ones that are like, yeah, we're awful. We're awful. We're awful. <laughs> we hate ourselves. We suck. Yeah. They had like go around washing black people's feet. They're uh, acting like they were slave. Like uh, I saw some church group fucking, LARPing like they were slaves in front of black people so they could be like, see, we got, we could suffer too. We were sorry. And it's just like, oh my God, this is, this is, this is hilarious. Uh, this is hilarious. It's just to watch people debase themselves like this. I have no dignity over what, I don't know. I don't know what it is. They uh, just to be liked or just to, just cause they think that this is what you're supposed to do, I guess. Who taught, who told you this white women? I bet. White women can get you to do crazy things, really crazy things. White women got us all to eat margarine for decades, all eating margarine, dying, just dying from margarine, just being like, no, it's healthy. Butter is bad for you. Eat margarine. Oh, fat. Animal fats are bad because they're made from animals and they're fat. And the word fat is 
like just like being fat and so it's bad and so instead you should have margarine a chemical concoction created from vegetables which are way better vegetables are always better than animals and we mash them together and put a bunch of other chemicals in them um you don't have to know what the chemicals are you can call those vegetables too if it makes you feel better and then we mix all those vegetables together and then we create a substitute for a naturally occurring substance that is healthier it's better for your health it's better for your health, I swear to God. Fast forward 20, 30 years later, and everybody is still dying from heart disease, cholesterol. Everybody's still dying of obesity. Everybody's dying. Then next thing you know, Michael Bloomberg is like, trans fats are bad. Tra it's the trans fats that are bad. Trans fats, which are margarine, of course. So now margarine is bad. Oh, it's bad? You mean it's poison? Oh, this whole time we said it was healthier. It was better for you. We said it was better for you, and then we lie. We lied. Was it a lie? No, we didn't lie. We're stupid. That's the best we got. That's what we got in our society. I didn't lie. I'm stupid. That is the saving grace of that. Is, you know what I mean? It's like uh, you're either lying or you're fucking stupid. And so people are willingly being like, no, I'm stupid. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I guess then problem solved. Let's just, we just move on, you know, move on by. This whole incident. Let's just walk on by this fire. It's just, you were dumb. That's that's why you weren't lying, trying to fuck with people. It isn't that you didn't care about people's health and were only trying to make a buck and using a narrative, just a concocted narrative in order to drive money into whatever it is you want. You know, Same thing happened with sugar and fat. It really fucked fat back in the day. Poor fatties. It really fucked the shit out of them. And that's, isn't that what we all should do is fuck the shit out of fatties. <laughs> isn't that, they're, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. I know. I know. It's like that old joke of like, what's the difference or what's the, how's it? No. How is fucking a fat girl like riding a moped? It, you know, they're both fun until a friend sees you, right? That's the, uh, that, 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 that's the joke, right? The joke is that it's fun. The truth is there in that first part that it's fun. I don't know why. <laughs> why am I harping on about fat people need to be fucked too. They love fucking. That it might be a little more difficult. Maybe they get sweatier or they huff more. They gotta move they gotta move parts, you know, move bellies, move things out of the way. Uh I don't know. I, you know, hey, God bless them. We need them, fatties. We need fat. We need animal fat. We need fatties. Uh, we need to fuck them all. Uh, fuck them positively, gently, with love. Not fuck them the way the margarine industry fucked fat and the sugar industry or lobby, whatever, the way they fucked fat. Don't fuck fat like that. Fuck fat with love. Truth. Um, I guess you would tell them they're fat. Be like, you're fat, and that's not good for you. You know, this whole COVID thing, the fattest people are always on my ass about fucking the vaccine, you know? Like, fucking fattest, f fat bitches, fat, <laughs> just fat friends, friends who are fat, just fatties, big fatties, just being like, oh, you're not going to get the vaccine? I thought you believed in science. And I was like, yeah, I believe in science, like dietary science. How about that? Nutritional science? <laughs> have a little bit of a science called um most people with complications from covid were fat 
How about that? Most of them were fat. If they weren't old, you're fat and sick. Did you know getting fat makes you sick? Oh, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, is that, oh, I'm the bad guy now for saying you're fat? This whole time, you'd say, oh, are you bringing the disease around? Are you bringing the disease around to your family? Are you bringing the disease? Are you fatty? You're the fat one. It's a fat. Fat. I saw a thing that says because you're fat, you breathe more in and out, and so you you have more of a chance of spreading COVID because of your heavy fat breathing, you dumb fatty. So fuck you and your uh, stupid fucking hygiene theater. I am talking about someone specific. I listen. You go to a friend's house. You go to a friend's house, and you fucking you sit there and you listen to the wife. You and you're polite. I'm polite. I'm polite. I listen to the wife. The wife, we're smoking weed. She won't share a joint with me. She gives me a joint because I'm not vaccinated. Okay, whatever. She's fat. I'm not saying anything. You know, and she's smoking. We're smoking weed. And she's just like, you know, I really, uh, I think the world would be much better place if there wasn't a patriarchy and maybe if women ran it. And I was like, okay. Uh, I mean, I think it could be better. I think it could be worse. And then she was like, what? How could it possibly be worse? How could it possibly be worse? First of all, that kind of presupposes that we're in a really bad place right now. I guess, I mean, in her mind, she was saying like, oh, we're in a patriarchy. It's terrible. Everything's bad. Meanwhile, she doesn't have a job. Her husband works full time for her. Uh, also cooks all the meals, cleans, does fucking everything. I mean, she squeezed out a couple pups. That's 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 about it. I mean, yeah, motherhood's amazing. But that's literally it. She's sitting there smoking weed, thinking of ways of not working, saying, believe, telling me that uh, the government should provide equity, right? <laughs> equity, meaning that, you know, nobody has to really work and they should just give us rain money, you know, like they're doing now, that this is the way things should be. And on top of that, take, get rid of all the men because it's a patriarchy. You know, and put women in power. That that couldn't be any worse, could it? How could it possibly be worse? Well, fucking, if she was in charge, that could be worse. I could see that, right? That's it. I could totally see that. Okay. All right. I will stop. I had to pause. I had a call. I'm waiting on the Medi-Cal people to call me, so now I have to pick up every call. But it wasn't Medi-Cal. It was my drug dealer, okay? <laughs> Telling me he didn't have everything that I ordered. So he's only going to bring me part of what I ordered. And we'll deal with the rest another time. Um, okay. So. Drugs. Mushrooms. I ate mushrooms uh, over July for, I, for America's birthday. I decided to take about 4.3 grams of psilocybin mushrooms. Um, they were amazing. I basically just lay on the couch for four hours, hurling through time and space, peaking for like God knows how long. I think two hours of peaking. I opened my eyes at one point. I couldn't even see. I was like, nope, going back. And really, you know, indescribable, right? Of course, I can't. You can't put it into words what happened. I can say that it wasn't fun. It was kind of arduous, which I think are the best kinds of trips the best trips are the arduous ones right the ones where you learn stuff the ones where you i think because it was fourth of july there were fireworks going off and that created this panic signal i thought i was being shot at uh i thought there was there was a lot of shootings involved in my psilocybin journey uh and then of course realizing that it was chinese fireworks nothing to be afraid of 
just the Chinese uh, letting uh, selling us explosives, uh, Chinese explosives everywhere, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. America uh, celebrates its independence with a Chinese invention, you know. And what better way for us to maneuver the Thucydides trap, where we are now the declining power and China's the rising power, than to celebrate to celebrate with the um, combustion of Chinese explosives. Chinese, Chinese incendiary devices. You know, that's the way we celebrate America. No, but I think, you know, uh, this is the thing about fireworks, right? It's it's fun. If, if, if the fireworks are not actual explosive rounds hitting you, hitting you know, just fuck. As long as that's not happening, uh, you're fucking. It, it, you're, it's fun. You're free. You could, just, you could just throw fireworks at each other. I mean, as long as you're not blowing off eyes, and you know, as long as no one's no one's getting hurt, you could just shoot Roman candles at each other. It's, a, it's hilarious, hilarious, and fun. Playing with fire, it's so much fun. Fire play, yay! You know, for the longest time, we were so scared of fire. We had to run from the fire. The fire, fire. You know, and then we kind of mastered it put it into a pit, probably had to keep it going, feeding it, probably worshipped it, you know, but all this stuff going on with fire, you know, kept us alive for millennia, you know, this, uh, learned to cook meat, our brains got bigger because we were making more food and cooking it and we were able to break down the proteins and the fibers or whatever by cooking, you know, it's a huge boon, energy storage too, understanding how energy works, understand, you know, fire was a way of creating energy, having an energy source that you could use for heat, you could use, you know, be used for destruction you could use for a building you could use for whatever it became a useful tool fire we can all agree that fire is instrumental to humanity right instrumental to our survival instrumental to what makes us humans and then to be able to take it and turn it into a work you know take that fire and turn that into a cracker you know what I'm saying? It's, uh, you don't see how beautiful and amazing that is. That take that fire, right? Turn it into a bomb. You know, take, take that fire, turn it into pure destructive power. Um, you know, fire. You know, that's like you start learning the idea of like what a what energy is, what a battery is. Wood. That means everything flammable is kind of like a battery. We are like batteries. You know, just like the Matrix. Like the Matrix is saying, we're a battery. Of course, if you really think of the uh, efficiency of that plan, it's a stupid plan. A stupid plan to keep humans alive to use them as batteries. It doesn't even make fucking sense. I mean, you could just fucking just burn them. I don't know. You could just do. There's more you could do with the person than keep it alive because it needs energy to stay alive. And you're saying you're getting energy out. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Anyways, aside from that, fire, fireworks, playing with fire. What a mastery of the elements. You know what? I, that's why it feels so good. You know, play with the elements. Playing with fire. Playing with water. Playing with air and dirt. You know, all of it. Metal. These are all things that are fun to play with because we're human beings, goddammit, and it just gives us the mastery, right? It gives us the mastery. But anyways, the mushrooms were amazing. Um, arduous because I feel like I had a lot of things to work out of my system, especially about Los Angeles, especially about my dad. Uh, it's my dad. It was my dad's birthday, my birthday, America's birthday, all these birthdays I really have to work through, right? America, just the future, what's going to happen. You know, there's a lot of pessimism out there. There's a lot of doom and gloom. And it's true. You know, some of it's true. 
Some of it's very true. Other other parts are probably complete bullshit. I have no idea of knowing. No, nobody really, really knows. And then in that case, I just feel like, why be a scared little bitch? Why not have fun if you don't really know? What's the point of being acting like you do know and then acting all sad and da- oh, this is go- what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. It's like, you know, you know, it feels so good to be like, oh, yes, this is what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. I'm so good. And then when it doesn't happen, you're like, you know, you don't really know what's going to happen. You know, it's just that's the that's the thing about experts, right? Experts can be wrong and they go up there. You know, that's the whole thing about being an expert is not, you know, you get to you get to like basically bullshit your way out of being wrong. You can bullshit your way into saying you're right and bullshit your way out when they say you're wrong. Look at everybody who talked about Russiagate. All these experts, panel experts, CIA, all that were like, yes, he's definitely going to get arrested in the Ides of March, and then nothing. And they're like, oh, well, you know, nothing, nothing. And then look at the COVID. Look at look at COVID now. Look at COVID at the beginning. The beginning, people were saying, okay, it's kind of like flu. Uh, maybe it didn't come from this bat soup viral thing that, is actually from Thailand for some reason, not China. Maybe it, maybe it has to do something with the Wuhan, you know, at the beginning. At the beginning. Not now when John Stewart came out and everybody's like, ah, ha, ha, of course, of course. No, I'm talking about back then. Okay, back then people were like, this is suspicious. There may be biological markers. Yeah, and they were all ostracized. Uh, hydroxychloroquine. You can because Trump said, I heard about hydroxy. And then they were like, no. He goes, I heard about hydroxy. And they're like, no. He can't. Hydra- no. It's a good thing he didn't talk about ivermectin, okay? Because people are getting better with ivermectin. Ivermectin is a thing about ivermectin, though. Can't patent it. Can't sell it. No Operation Warp Speed. No experimental vaccine. You just not. You can't do. You can't. It's out there already. You can't make money off of that. It's a good thing Trump didn't say ivermectin. Fuck. You know they got rid of banned hydroxychloroquine just because he said it. Of course, now turns out these are very effective cures. Or treatments or whatever the fuck. You give people a combination cocktail of hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, boom. As soon as they get symptoms, boom, they fucking start recovering right away. Apparently, ivermectin is something that uh, blocks spike proteins. Uh, you know, and that this whole COVID thing works on spike proteins, and that's what the fucking vaccine, the mRNA vaccine is a spike protein, right? And it's simulating what happens when the virus gets in there without actually having the virus in there. But some people end up getting... Side effects, right? Infl- inflammation, uh, heart inflammation, uh, mostly inflammation, inflammatory responses, um, really weird menstrual things for women. Uh, and ivermectin has been shown to prevent a lot of this stuff. They even have, I think there's research that's been done about how ivermectin can mitigate vaccine side effects as well. So it's because it's targeting the spike protein thing that it is helpful for that. A lot of this stuff should be fucking more public. A lot of this stuff, you know, and it's no different. Again, here he goes again, but I'm going to do it. You know, it's just like the drug war. Because of the drug war, because of this hysteria and hypocrisy of demonizing drugs, there's no way of researching their effects, right? So decades, decades, generations of information we could have learned about psychedelics, about mushrooms. Why do mushrooms 
uh, work the way they do. Why is it that when you go through an experience, you know, a psychedelic experience, and you come out, you end up being able to break certain habits. You end up being able to uh, break free of depressive thoughts. You end up being able to, why is it that overwhelmingly people's lives seem to be improved? They report positive benefits. Even people on the verge of death, even people who are, you know, even people who have terrible, terrible experiences never do it again. They can report that they, it was actually a positive experience. That maybe they feel a little more connected. Maybe they feel a little more, you know, in tune. Maybe they feel a little like they worked out some things they needed to work out. Why? No answer. No answer. The only answer is drugs are bad. That's it. And then we just went away. Imagine all the lives lost. Imagine all the knowledge lost. For what? For what? And so how is any of this shit any different? Any of this shit, look, any of it, COVID. How is it any different? It's the same. It's the same. It's just, uh, you know, you just, it really shows the goodness of humanity. It really shows what good people we are to constantly be fooled by the state, right? By the state, by corporations, by all of them together, acting inclusion, by the media, all of them acting inclusion, and they've done it time and time again. War on drugs, war on terror, right? Financial crash, Trump winning, Russiagate impeaching trump COVID, right all these all these things we all know that they lied you know that they lied i mean it's not even hidden that's the beauty that's the beauty of this whole thing it's not 1984 it's more brave new world in that way where you don't need to hide things anymore just fucking open the floodgates and nobody really cares you're just overstimulated ah you don't care you have all the info take it take it you bitch take it and people are just like ah they just tap out right the weird part is you never. I never thought 1984 would be happening with uh, private corporations, right? The tech companies are becoming real 1984-ish, freaking censoring, you know, corporate corporate journalism too. Like geez, all these sort of media corporations are really embracing the whole 1984 thing, you know, just fucking outright, just not telling you stuff, just outright. Just think about uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, right? That was a, not a big deal. No, no, never. These never happened. They never, uh, you know, the killings. Honestly, if you look up the amount of people who died from Antifa, you'll see that they're there, but you won't see any news stories about it. You won't see any no news. You know, you're told over and over, 1-6, January 6th, Capitol, riot, insurrection, riot, insurrection, right? Right. But, but then no news about the people mysteriously being jailed, mysteriously being arrested by the FBI, put on no-fly list, Mister, you know, all for, all being tagged as domestic terrorists, all because, honestly, it wasn't, that was not a capital insurrection. That was like a capital bus tour, okay? It was a capital, it was just like a tour. It was a guided, ca- capital guided tour. Did you see they were in lines? They were, yeah, they got a little rowdy. They started trying to get into the Senate, whatever, and then the fucking lady got shot. Was it a good lady? No, it was a bad lady. <laughs> According to the media, it was a bad lady, so she doesn't count. The only people who counted who died was that cop who died from a stroke the night later. And they tried so hard to pin it. They're like, they they murdered a police. This whole time, you're like, defend the police, and all cops are bastards. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, they but they murdered this cop. And meanwhile, of course, they're all like the same people who are like, me too, believe all women, believe her. As soon as, you know, Ashley Babbitt, a woman who served this country in the Air Force, by the way, gets shot in the neck by a police officer you know we, that police officer we have no idea who that police officer is that police officer is not put on blast like most police officers are when a, you know, whenever a black person dies you know 
oh, you you believe women? You you respect women? Well, this one's dead. They, and people just called her and said she deserved it. People, you know, that's how I've seen. That's the kind of poisonous rhetoric I've seen, you know? Well, whatever. And they're trying to wave it, wave their hand in front of your face, tell you, oh, this was the worst thing that's ever happened to us since 9-11. This is the worst thing that's ever happened, guys. This is what, and you're like, really? Really? And this constant lies, right? There's this, uh, there's this news story that went viral and... It was fucking bonkers. You know, the most bonkers thing about it was not the news story, but the news story coverage. So the, the story was about this place called Wee Spa. It's one of those Koreatown spas. My people and their spas. They love them. Uh, and a dude basically walked into the uh, women's area totally naked. And then uh, when they were like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? He was like, I'm a tranny. And because I'm a tranny... Um, I don't have to go anywhere. You know, you're being transphobic. You know, and so this uh, thing went totally viral. You know, uh, this thing, this video went totally viral. And and so, of course, there was a news story in response, you know. And wait, one second. Let me find this thing. Okay, here we go. This is from LA Magazine. Okay. Uh, let's see. Mineral salt massages and hydrodermabrasion facials weren't enough to calm the nerves of some patrons at Wee Spa over the weekend. The Tony Koreatown Health Club became the scene of a showdown over nudity in gendered spaces after a customer confronted spa staff about a trans woman with male genitals being allowed to disrobe in the spa's female section. The ruckus was caught on camera and quickly went viral on Twitter on Sunday, fueling a furious online debate with threats of a boycott against the spa about the rights of trans people to use Use women's spaces versus the rights of cisgender females to not be exposed to male anatomy. As of Tuesday morning, a pair of videos shared by pro-Trump conservative commentator Ian Miles Chung had 596,000 views, respectively. Okay, so this, first of all, see how this whole thing is phrased? This whole thing is phrased as cisgendered women being uncomfortable around anatomy, you know, being, being transphobic. They're be, it's already being framed as this is a transphobic thing going on. And then, of course, they have to invoke Trump. A pair of videos shared by pro-Trump conservative commentator <laughs> Ian Miles Chong. <laughs> um, which, I don't know. I don't know if the dude's a Trumper. I don't care. If he's conservative, I don't care. Who cares? He shared the video. Okay, we see the video. It's fucking a lady being pissed off, you know, about a man. All right. And she's like, so it's okay for a man to go into the women's section, show his penis around the other women, young little girls underage in your spa? We spa condones that? Is that what you're saying? The woman filming the video can be heard saying to a masked spa worker. When the employee attempts to answer, saying something about sexual orientation, the customer, who seems to deny the existence of trans people, loses it even more. What orientation? She nearly shouts. I see a dick. It lets me know he's a man. He's a man. He is a man. He is not no female. Another customer shown in the video to demanding a refund this is our first time and when this shit happens and then this shit happens and we're not coming back okay so you see that who seems to deny the existence of trans people loses it so this it's the woman who's at fault right the woman is at fault she's so transphobic she can't she denies the existence of this man with a dick being a woman this man with a dick is clearly a woman you crazy bitch why can't you keep it together? That's what the per, uh, perspective of this article is. 
Okay. As it happens, WeSpa isn't the only similar space that's had to balance accommodating both cis customers and trans customers in various stages of their transitions. A rep for Century Day and Night Spa on Olympic Boulevard recalls a similar situation just before the pandemic shut them down in spring 2020 in which a trans woman, with everything reflected, female on her driver's license, caused an uproar among cisgender female clients by exposing male genitals in the female pool and lockers. She... He wouldn't really use the spas. He just sat there on the pool with his feet in the water and his legs spread or took front-facing showers, the rep recalls. People began to feel uncomfortable. It became very disruptive. When the, fa- when the spa finally confronted him, I'm changing all the genders, she was adamant, he was adamant that the spa should attempt to normalize young girls and women viewing male genitalia. Whoa, check it out. Okay, so first of all, in this paragraph, the fucking article, the writer changed all the pronouns and put them in brackets to she because I bet the person speaking probably said he, okay? Because we were talking about a guy bringing his dick out. So I know somebody personally who was at that incident at the Century Day and Night Spa, and it wasn't that they were, uh, the uproar was among the cisgender female clients because of exposed male genitals. No, he was fucking stroking his dick and smiling. He was stroking his dick and laughing and smiling at him and then using trans as the cover to be like, what? what's the big deal? You guys are are transphobic and need to be uncomfortable. And meanwhile, he's just like, yeah, he's, he's getting off on it. Okay, so this whole article is batshit insane. This whole article is from the perspective of like some kind of propagandist, some pro-trans, anti-Trump propagandist who's like, these women who uh, are, these women are like, um, well, here we go. Typically, says the rep, transgender people are very mindful of not only their own comfort levels, but the comfort levels of people around them. This person was not respectful. In a statement to Los Angeles about this weekend's incident, WeSpa points to California Civil Code 51B, which makes discriminating against trans and other gender non-conforming people and business establishments illegal in the state. Like many other metropolitan areas, Los Angeles contains a transgender population, some of whom enjoy visiting a spa, the statement goes on. WeSpa strives to meet the needs of all its customers, but not the customers who don't want to see a dick. Okay, so here's the thing. You could use the trans laws being used as a cover by this. I know personally the person involved in the Century Day Spa incident, okay? And it wasn't just somebody who came, a dude who came in and was like, no, I'm a chick, guys. It's okay. It wasn't like that at all. It was more that he was there on purpose, making them uncomfortable, using the trans law as a cover and then stroking his dick and being like, what's wrong with you guys? You guys should be more comfortable with this, <laughs> Okay. I mean, it's a different. Meanwhile, the article doesn't consider that at all and instead paints the picture of cisgendered women who are uncomfortable with trans people, you know, who are just too uncomfortable, you know, and they're the problem. They're basically Nazis. They're kind of like the Trump supporting Chinamen that we mentioned early on. They too are Trump supporting Chinamen. On Monday, the Supreme Court of the United States weighed in on the issue declining to hear a case from a Virginia school board that wanted the justices to reinstate its policy banning transgender student student Gavin Grimm from using the boys' room, upholding an appeals court decision that found the policy unconstitutional. And that's the last fucking sentence of this dumbass article? Okay. I don't... This article is insane. It's written by an insane person. It's written by somebody who is like only taking one perspective, right? Of you have to be a you're a total Nazi if you're not okay with the dude coming in and stroking his cock in the sauna 
and you're a woman, okay? If a dude says he's a girl and has a huge dick and strokes it, you got to be okay with that, okay? You got to be okay with it. Really? That's, you're going to, so, see, and when people are not okay with that because that's actually natural, that's actually more natural to not be okay with that. You blame, you say that they're breaking the law. You say that they're being discriminatory. You say that they're being Nazis. You say that they're being, you know, you, it's an opportunity to jump on them. And be like, Ugh. Even though, yeah, like if, if it was you, like if you were in this situation and something happened that made you that uncomfortable and then it all turned around on you and then you were the one who was wrong, you know, what is that? It's gaslighting. It's a form of gas. I think it's a form of gaslighting. I honestly think it's a form of, um, you know, just like the, just like I was saying in the beginning with the critical race theory coming from the snooty Ivy League. It's like rich snooty uh, liberalism looking down on people. You know, and so this writer wasn't even there. This writer, if that happened to this writer, I don't care if it's a chick or a guy or a tranny, whatever. If that happened to that person, that person was made uncomfortable that article would be way different, right? The article would be about like, oh, we, you know, <laughs> it's not about like us respecting their rights and not being uncomfortable. It's like, you know what? People do fucking violate these rules. They really find loopholes. People are fucking messing with each other. They do do that. The reason why maybe you had to stop dudes in the first place coming into the women's areas is because they wouldn't stop doing it. They dress like chicks. They do. They used to do what they're doing now. Now let's make it a law. So that's okay. Okay, just and and yeah, sure. You're gonna be like, oh, you, you're transphobic and you don't want. To. Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't want the one percent of people who identify as trans to not go and show their dicks. You can't show your dick. I don't care. I don't care. You know, just fucking wagging your cover up, you dumb bitch. If you're a woman, well, if you're a fucking woman, put your fucking dick away, you dumb fucking cunt. You know, I don't know. I don't know what. Maybe maybe she needed a man in her life to tell her to fucking cover up your dick if you're gonna go in there i don't fucking know i don't know man i just know that this is this is fucking tranny ganda you know it's it it's a what's a good what good it's good for the it's, what's good for the proper goose is good for the propaganda <laughs> okay <laughs> okay you fucking fucking tra- it's not transphobic it's transpaganda tranny tran- trying to mix trannies and propaganda trannyganda trannyganda take a trannygander at this all right um so so you see lies see how the news is lying los angeles magazine is not some rag right i mean it is la times is a rag now but i mean yeah you know it's supposed to be reputable and look at the trump supporting and uh all the pronoun making this huge deal with the pronouns in the brackets when d- the person is talking about a guy who took his dick out and was wagging it in front of women and now you're like no uh, uh, uh. you mean a woman who took her dick out <laughs> you mean a woman uh, 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 uh. she whipped her dick out you know that's that's the game we're playing so anyways all this stuff kind of got me like really you know i've been telling you you the the figurative you not you particular you whoever you are thank you for listening i've been just saying that the climate change narrative more and more is becoming exposed as part of the same game the same game as war on drugs same game as the financial system same game as the war on terror same game as covid same game as the security theater of the tsa you know same game 
same fucking game. Housing bubble crash, same game. Right? They tell you lies. And then when the fucking shit hits the fan, they're like, ah, so, yeah, whatever. You fucking socialize the loss. Right? Same game. I found this clip. I thought this was very interesting. Um, hold on. So this is a guy on CNN. He is being interviewed by... Uh, One second. Uh, okay. This is the uh, co-founder of the Weather Channel, who is a scientist, uh, talking to... Who the fuck is this guy? I don't know. Some fucking CNN. Brian Stelter? I don't know who the fuck this guy. You know, one of those CNN fucking plastic heads, you know, just fucking. Anyways. Mr. Kenny is not a scientist. I am. He's the CEO of the Weather Channel now. I was the founder of the Weather Channel, not the co-founder. And I'm glad you did because I am addicted to the Weather Channel. I watch a lot of cable news. Hold on just a minute. I'm not done. And... CNN has taken a very strong position on global warming that is that it is a consensus. Well, there is no consensus in science. Science isn't a vote. Science is about facts. And if you get down to the hard, cold facts, uh, there's no question about it. Climate change is not happening. There is no significant man-made global warming now. There hasn't been any in the past, and there's no reason to expect any in the future. There's a whole lot of baloney, and yes, it is. it has become a big political point of the Democratic Party and part of their platform, and I regret it's become political instead of scientific, but the science is on my side. I don't think we're going to come to a conclusion about the topic right here. What I do wonder, well, I know though, we're is when not, you because see... you wouldn't allow it to happen on CNN... But I'm happy well, that we, I got on the air and got a chance to talk to your, uh, to your viewers. Hello, everybody. What there I is do, no global warming. What I do wonder is when you see the government, when you see NASA, when you see other institutions say that 97% of climate scientists agree, do you think they're making it up? I, I, what I don't understand is how you well, square that. that's a manipulated that. figure, and let me explain it to you. Uh, this, the uh, government puts out about $2.5 billion directly for climate research every year. It only gives that money to scientists who will produce scientific results that support the global warming hypothesis of the Democrat Party of position. So they don't have any choice. If you're going to get the money, you've got to support their position. Therefore, 97% of the scientific reports published support global warming. Why? Because those are the ones the government pays for, and that's where the money is. It's real simple, but that doesn't mean it's right. That doesn't make it true. That only makes it bought and paid for. The money goes in circles. I'm not a scientist, so I'm not going to try to refute you well, on the facts. The truth. So I'll simply so say that the Please stand back from this, from this issue and let the two sides be on the air. <laughs> oh, CNN, what's ha- what became? What have you done to CNN? What happened to it? It used to be uh, somewhat reputable. Larry King and all that. What happened? Oh God, that guy! That guy is a weasel. There's a weasel talking to a man. Uh, that man co-founded the Weather Channel, 
He's a scientist. He's basically saying the reason why there's a 97% scientific consensus is because it's all bought and paid for by the government. Science doesn't work on consensus, you see. That's what I've been harping on about when people are saying, trust the science and follow the science, especially with COVID. It's like, that's not how science works. Science isn't settled. Science isn't settled through consensus, especially. Science is constantly challenged. That's why it's science. Science is continually challenged. So there's no such thing as following the science. You don't follow shit in science you question the science constantly you're always questioning it you're attacking it like fucking a velociraptor attacking those fences you're looking for weaknesses you're looking at that and then when it passes all that muster you can be like all right well this seems the closest thing to true as we can make it okay science never says something's absolutely true there are no absolutes right it's always on a scale of probability and we just say most likely 99.99% this is going to happen again the next time. You know, we can get, we, that's the best we can come to, and that's fucking science. And anybody who tells you otherwise is lying or a moron, okay? Or a lying moron, like that fucking Brian Stelter guy. I don't think that's Brian Stelter because I think he's fat and that guy wasn't fat. But whatever. What a little weasel who's all like, uh, I'm not a scientist, but I'm not. And he's like, yep, that's right. You're not a scientist, you know? And then he's like, well, how do you explain all the consensus? And then he's like, well, I'll tell you how. You know, and that's the kind of, I'm actually surprised they have these guys come on. I think the reason they had them come on is because they were trying to do a gotcha thing. Because the Chiron, the little text underneath, is as he, uh, he thinks climate change is baloney. You know what I mean? And they're basically there to ridicule the guy. And the problem is these talking heads on CNN, they are overconfident. I mean, I guess they're just like any other American. They're overconfident retards. And as overconfident retards, they think they can take on uh, men of character. You know, that's why you see these interviews with Jordan Peterson or whatever. And that's why you see, you know, and not just men of character, people of character, people who have facts, people who have knowledge, people who can outwit you. That's why they don't have uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, right? That's why he's such a threat. That's why Candace Owens is such a threat. You know, all these people, they're like, oh, they're so threat. Joe Rogan, they never have on. Joe Rogan is even a huge threat, but they don't have that guy on because he'll argue, he not just argue, he will question you and make you look like an idiot. And the thing is, these people are idiots. They actually are idiots. So the last thing they want is to be exposed as idiots. That's, they're all the people under the curtain. They're all the wizard in the curtain. The last thing they want is something to reveal revealing is the worst thing you can do for a liar. Liars hate truth tellers. Okay. That's just truth tellers. hate liars, you know, and, and round and around the world goes, but there is some pretense that the news is supposed to be truth. Right. I mean, that is why everybody still believes them. And yet over and over evidence mounts compounds, keeps rising and rising that they're lying to us. Everything about everything. And especially you notice there he talked about the Democrats, right? It's a Democrat-led thing. It's this politicization, 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 politicization of science, right? That we saw on steroids during COVID times. During, I mean, now it's still fucking COVID times, and it's just you could see how politicized the science is, right? You get, you got. You got doctors asking you, ooh, what, what political spectrum are you on? Just to make sure what they can recommend to you. So they don't, if they say hydroxychloroquine to you, you don't fucking report them, you know, to the fucking party police or the, whatever, the fucking communist party or whoever, whoever it is you think you should report to because your doctor has unclean thoughts, you know, and you're supposed to be following the science. All right. Anyways, you can see how the science has been compromised. You can see how the science is used for political effect. You can see, and I think climate change is no different. 
I think all that stuff that the same people who made those projections about the world being underwater, I think are the same people who made these projections about 2 million people dead in the U.S. with lockdowns, right? They said 2 million. It's like a fourth of that. Yeah, 2, 3 million. It's like a fourth. They were that wrong. They were off by 400%. (laughs) They're... I mean, it's so wrong. It's so off. And then what do we do? We just, yeah, oh, no. Now we listen to them more about the Lambda variant, about the UK variant, about that, you know, fucking Canada has a vaccine passport. We have vaccine passports, eh? Yeah, we got vaccine passports for a disease that only kills like a 0.01%, eh? You know, like it's, uh, you know, your medical data is tracked to your financial records, eh? And your location data, eh? Well, uh, nothing could go wrong. What could go wrong with that, eh? Yeah, okay. All right. I see. Let's see what's happening. Chinese. <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, they, uh, but anyways, it's a long game, guys. It's not, it's not, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it, Alex Jones is right. It is an info war. It's an, it's an information. We're in an, we have been in an information war for some time, not just against the Chinese, but against our own state. And the Chinese, I think, have been exploiting that. The Chinese are exploiting the things that we've done to ourselves. There, yeah, that's why they are exploiting critical race theory, right? That's why they're going to exploit the environmental narrative. They're going to exploit all these narratives that we've told ourselves as lies, and then that kind of puts us in a corner because we have to either admit that they're lies and say "fuck you, China," or we have to be like, "Yeah, we are racist and climate change deniers, and we did vote for Trump, and we're bad because of that," right? Right. Who was the only uh, president, U.S. president, who stood up to China? I'm just asking. Who was the only? Who who was it? And who had a lot to gain? Huh? Who had a lot to gain from fucking fucking up the economy, fucking up the? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just. It's not even. It's not a conspiracy. It's fucking simple. Piss people off, they'll get you back. Okay. Trump fucking pissed off the Democrats, the Chinese, and the deep state. Okay, that was probably not the best idea. And because of that, uh, they managed to get half the country to believe that a guided tour that devolved into a kind of a riot. You know, I'll, I'll give him that. I mean, that lady got shot. They killed that lady. They killed that Trump voting Air Force veteran Ashley Babbitt of a lady. They killed her. Killed her in cold blood. Shot right through. Did she need to die? She shot. Nobody cares about that. Everybody's like, oh, the people, we need to care about people. And they don't care about that. We need to be compassionate. Fuck that bitch. Hope she got shot twice. Okay? That's what we're living in. You can see beneath the veneer of a lot of these people who claim to be all about saving lives, who claim to be about... Uh, black lives matter and all the lives matter and homeless lives and all the baby the lives all the lives except for of course unborn fetuses no fuck them they're just a clump of cells fuck the babies but the lives and of course not the uh not poor white people poor white people are the scum of the earth they need to be exterminated exterminated ground into the ground just that's what they think you know that's what they think it's a vengeful petty full of bile, spiteful group. I don't know. I forget you can even call it a group. It's just a way of thinking. It's just this real pernicious sort of weak, 
just like uh, crabs in a bucket, right? Just pulling people down. Everybody's just pulling people down. Everybody's pulling each other down. And it could be because we are in the decline of an empire. We are an empire in decline. A lot of signs of an empire in decline. Uh, there was, uh, if you just look up, I wonder if you could find it. Ma- Max Kaiser was on Alex Jones this week. We talk at length about U.S. We are in the middle of decline. That's what you're saying. That's why it's so bonkers. You can just see more and more bonkers things. More and more things go on where you're like, oh, my God. really? Remember, remember how they're all like Trump is a foreign agent and he's uh, senile. And now we actually put in a senile guy who is a foreign agent. I mean, this is it's good stuff. This is good stuff. I mean, this is you cannot write this. There's no point in parodying any of this. We're at a point in history where we're witnessing the, 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 the decline of the empire. We're witnessing the fourth turning. We're in the middle of a great transition, a paradigm shift, um, the fourth industrial revolution. We're heading toward the singularity. There's so many things that could be happening right in our very own lifetime. And most of us are just trying to fucking eat another burger or something. You know, most of us are just trying to get through the day, you know, not do that thing we said we wouldn't do. I don't know, jerk off to porn again or uh, eat that burger or fucking, you know, eat that cake, eat the fucking jerk off in the cake. I don't know, whatever it is, some combination of jerking off and eating that you've got hangups about because it's, that's what this country, this country is a very shame-based country, a lot of shame in this country and people get off on it. Yeah, and then you fucking spend lots of money on it too on the fucking porn and diet industry. Yeah, you fucking fat, fucking filthy pig give me your money and then people do that's just that's that's ain't that america well yeah it is okay but all this stuff man all these lies these lies they've been telling us why what's it for you know a lot of smart thinkers consider it as a, a distraction right Really, just a little thing you look at. Look at the tranny, trannies, trannies. Oh, trannies in the army. Trannies in the tranny bathroom. Tranny. And meanwhile, uh, we're taking all the small businesses away. We're taking all the way. Meanwhile, there's going to be inflation. You're not going to be able to pay for things. Meanwhile, you're kind of everything you saved up for will be for nothing. I mean, that's what they're distracting you from, right? Distracting you away away from the, the fact that, uh, yeah, we're turning the spying program. Yeah, you, basically. The Democrats are saying it's a, we need this. Remember the thing Obama said we would never do, you know, spy on American citizens. Well, the Democrats are now saying Democrats are now saying we need it because of the half of the country that are domestic terrorists from being Trump voters or because they might have participated in the Capitol riots, right? So now we need to become a completely totalitarian techno state that looks at it just uses pre-crime to try to figure out who's the wrong thinker. That's what we need. And the Democrats are the ones who should be in charge of that. And that's never going to backfire on them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The whole thing is just a distraction. Okay. Uh, To make us look away. It's a misdirect away from the managed decline of this country. Okay. The managed decline of the greatest empire the world has ever known. So that in its place, we could have a former great empire and the Chinese empire. Hey, maybe that's just the way things are going to be. I don't know. I know that China and America are giant countries. Very vast. So the vast interior of the country can never be completely taken. So I don't know. I just don't see a giant kinetic war happening. Though I do see maybe China 
all of America's adversaries, helping along a nice little civil war or some kind of interior destabilization. Kind of see it happening. Could see why people are leaving the cities. Could see why people are forming citadels. Could see why people are moving to Bitcoin. And if you'd like to get some Bitcoin, please go to swanbitcoin.com slash rojan. Stack some sats, sat stack, sat stacks. You get 10 bucks, I get 10 bucks. Stack away. If you really want to get next level though, start getting non-KYC Bitcoin. Non-KYC Bitcoin through ATMs, peer-to-peer lending. It requires a little more technical proficiency. It requires a little bit more time preference. It requires a little bit more discipline, a little bit more, just a little bit more effort on your part. But I understand it's not convenient. And if you don't care about KYC and you just want it now and you just want to smash that button and get it now, go to swanbitcoin.com slash Rodin. Um, otherwise, go to find a coin flip ATM. Learn how to take custody of your coins. And uh, that's it, guys. Thank you very much for joining me for this episode of the KimCast. Um, I'm being inspired by Guy Swan. I'm being inspired by NLW. These are both podcasters in the Bitcoin space. I'm inspired by them to do reads. Uh, so I think I might start doing some reads, some short reads. Um, anyways, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for your time. And please remember, follow me on Twitter. Go to rojan.kim. Please subscribe to my newsletter and this podcast. And thank you.